and now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. Welcome everyone to Leadership of the Leaf. This is a sidebar. Sidebar. This episode, uh, we're going to talk about whether you be uh, love or hate it as a leader. And uh, my name is Dice. My name is Austin. And uh, I believe this is a great debatable topic. So we're going to have a sidebar on it so we can uh, debate. Yeah. Recent episode, we just went over the last, uh, the seven common styles of leadership. And, you know, as a leader, do you, do you, do you want to be feared by your subjects? And I'm not talking like, oh my gosh, every time that guy comes around, like shaking in their boots or whatever, like, or, or do you want to be like loved by your, by your leaders? And as Robert Downey Jr., who was who was playing Iron Man, Tony Stark. I humbly submit: Is it too much to ask for both? <laughs> well, I I will hope in this debate we kind of lay out the pros and cons, I guess, and then uh, we'll decide from there. I have my own opinions. You have your own opinions, and boom, a sidebar is born. Yep. And actually, I think this is interesting because you and me agree on. I would probably venture to say 90, 95% of topics. And I don't know if this is one that we actually fully agree on. I would think we have similarities, but look at it in a different light. Maybe. I don't know. We'll let, uh, let the people decide. Right. All right. So, so to be feared or to be loved as a leader. So, so to me, if I'm feared, there's, there's a difference between a healthy amount of fear where they're like, oh, the boss is coming. I got I got important stuff to do, and they're actually being productive, not just busy work trying to make it seem like you're actually doing something when you walk past. Versus love, where they're like, ah, you know what? I come to work every day, and I give it my all because I love that guy. Now, I think there's opposite. I think there's there's extremes to both of those that is unhealthy. But see, I think this is where we're going to disagree because your viewpoint you just showed. I think if you're loved, when you come around, they're like, oh, I want to show him that I'm working. And then they like, oh, look at me. I'm busy. I'm busy. As opposed to uh, being feared as in I got to make sure I'm getting this done before he shows up because I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. But the thing is, to, so to me, I think if, if I'm too feared, right, like if I'm, I'm the extreme of fear, where I come around and they're like, oh my God, am I going to get fired because he's walking past me and, and whatever. I think people don't work that well in that type of situation, right? But if there's a healthy amount of fear where it's like, hey, if I don't get this done, I'm going to get my ass chewed. That's one thing. Would you agree on that? I, I will agree on that. So so that's where I'm like, you know, if it's better to be feared or loved, I, I, I ask how feared and how loved all right what i have seen is like oh i love that guy but they tend not to go the extra mile because they, there's no fear of repercussions because th this guy loves me he's not gonna yell or he's not gonna chew my ass for anything right and i think that's the, the up opposite end of that spectrum right so so then same in the same token if you're loved too much right you're Hey, this is my boy. My leader is now my boy. Man, that's my man. That's my dog. That's that's what that's that's my guy. He got my back. No matter what happens, I, at the end of the day, I'm still a leader, and I'm still required to hold you accountable. If you didn't get shit done, 
I may love you and be disappointed in you and you may love working for me because we were have a great dynamic together. But at the end of the day, like if the love is too much, right? If I'm loved too much, then it just creates spoiled workers. Yeah. So you show up and be like, oh, you guys didn't get this. Ah, don't worry about it. it it's me, Austin. It's okay. It's, it's come on, man. It's me. Yeah. And I, I suppose it'll be like, oh, oh, that's dice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We got all this done. We got this done, this done. And so, so being in the, being in the situation that I've been in, I have worked directly for you, right? And the past, this is, this is in the past. I have worked directly for you before. And I will say that while I did not fear you per se, I knew that you were going to get in my ass if I didn't get shit done. But I knew that at the end of the day, you cared about me and you loved me and I loved working for you. But I knew that if I didn't get shit done, I was going to be held accountable. So in your scenario, did you fear the fact that you didn't get something done? I would say, I, fe- ah, I mean, I feared the repercussions, so to speak. But like if I could present my, my terms like, hey, I didn't get this done because of X, Y and Z that held me back. You weren't just going to jump down my throat because I failed to meet a standard. You were going to take what I said, know that I tried my hardest and and then make a determination from there. Because I think there's bosses out there that if I said, I want you to produce 20 widgets and if you don't produce 20 widgets, you're fucking fired versus, hey, boss, I got 15 widgets done because the machine shut down and it took me, you know, three hours to get the machine fixed and i couldn't get those last five widgets done sorry and you're like ah fuck you you're fired like i don't want to work for that guy but if i have a guy that you know i love working for and who loves me back if i'm like hey man i didn't get those five last five widgets done because of this reason i tried my damnedest this is what happened then i would much rather work for that person than the guy that's like you didn't get 20 widgets you're fucking fired i don't know what to tell you you didn't get 20 widgets okay i can see that but I, I have dealt with people that uh, they actually used the words, I was scared because I didn't get it done and I knew you was coming. Right. And I'm not saying that that's the, that a healthy, healthy is the key term here. Amount of fear is a bad thing. I don't think that at all. But I think that there's a, a, a fine line between being too feared and too loved. There's a sweet spot in the middle sweet spot in the middle so i like to cultivate the sense of fear at the beginning yes i could say that about you so where we have a better understanding and then i uphold you to a certain standard to where we both have a mutual love for each other but i i will say my initial start off would be fear i want you to fear me i want you to fear the repercussions i want you to fear your accountability of your actions i want you to have a, a deep fear of what could possibly happen if you don't accomplish the goal. Right, and I, and I would agree with that. I, I, would, I, I would say that I agree with it for the most part. We've talked about this in the past, right? We've talked about accountability yeah. in a past episode and absolutely everybody should be held accountable because if you don't have no accountability, we've, we, you know, we've beaten this dead horse. You have no accountability, you have nothing at the end, right? Like, no, right. there's basically just lawlessness. That's anarchy. So I, I would agree with you that in that aspect that, you know, you have to have accountability. You have to have those that that healthy fear 
But uh, what I don't want to have happen is people who literally are just trying to rush through and get things done because I'm walking around checking on them and seeing how they're just seeing their progress, looking for a progress report, and they're shaking in their boots because they think that I'm coming around to yell at them because they're they're not where they think that they should be. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. impose these self, you know, we think we, we always tend towards the negative, right? That's how the human race has sur- fucking survived for the, the years that it has, right? We found out that fire's hot, and so we remember fire's fucking hot and it'll burn you. Hey, don't eat those berries. Last time George ate those berries and he fucking died. Like, you know what I mean? Don't go, don't go mess with this tiger over here. Somebody <laughs> got mauled over there. You know what I mean? Like we tend towards the negative. So if I yell at somebody because they're not where I think they need to be, if I'm not clear and concise with my my expectations, then they're gonna sit there and they may produce shitty widgets or shitty products just because they're they're thinking I'm coming to yell at them and I don't want that. I want quality and quantity. I want my I want my cake to eat it too, right? Everybody does. But I would rather have properly produced items, products in the allotted amount of time versus shittily produced products because they fear me too much. Okay. Well, when I know when I walked around, I want people to fear if they're not doing the right thing. If they're doing the right thing, I I don't think I, 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 honestly, I can say, I don't think I've ever yelled at someone if they was doing what they were supposed to do. So I want them to fear when they're not doing the right thing. But the, the love is going to come very, very, very at the end. Right. If, well, that's if, a, I, I mean, if I had to do it, it's going to come at the end. I'm not going to show you love at the very beginning. It you witnessed this yourself it takes a, almost an act of congress for me to say hey you did a good job today i've never i rarely said that to anyone because yeah. you that's what you're supposed to be doing so i'm not going to congratulate you for being mediocre right no i'm not saying that but i mean i i know where you're coming from like i said having having worked directly for you i know we're right where you're coming from because i've i've been on the receiving end of this of this whole thing but i will say that you're 100 right as long as somebody's doing what they're supposed to be doing there should be no reason to fear somebody while your boss walking around now that being said if you're doing the wrong thing absolutely you should fear some, your boss walking around because you fucking up you're obviously doing the wrong thing it's like beating down a highway going 90 miles an hour down to 65 right you you don't fear that until you think that there's a cop going on and then they're like what the fuck are you doing going 90 and 65 right right like but but you know over time if you know that there's no cop there you're gonna keep pushing that limit and keep breaking that law until somebody has to fucking come back and do this but no cop's gonna come stop pull you over and go hey i noticed you were going 65 exactly good fucking job never happens never well, fucking, never gonna happen okay yeah we're just gonna say it never happens <laughs> If you're a cop and you pulled somebody over for going 65 and a 65 just to congratulate them, message me. I want to know who the fuck you are. <laughs> uh, before we get too, yeah, we already started the debate, but before we get before, too deep, yeah. What, what what are you smoking, sir? I am smoking on a Black Work Studio Deliverance porcelain. Um, it's very good. It's a uh, a Corona Vareo, uh, I believe. Um, it is a, uh, oh, sorry. Corona Gorda. It is a five and a half by 48. 
It's del- it's very good. It's got a um, earthy note. Uh, I almost taste like sourdough bread. That's what I get off of this. At the beginning of it, it's kind of creamy, kind of sour and earthy. It's really good so far. Um, I'm just starting to get into the first third. Well, I'd say I'm almost through the first third, starting to get into that second third. So I'm interested to see how this goes. All right. Did you say bread? I did. Sourdough bread. This is what I'm getting off of this. It's interesting. I'm, I've, I've never smoked one of these. This is my first time. I have two. I have another one in my cigar, in my humidor. But uh, what are you smoking on, homie? I'm smoking on the the Vario Duck and Sun. It's a okay. robusto size, and uh, the wrapper is Ecuador, binder is Indonesia, and the filler is Dominican Republic. Indonesia? You don't hear a lot of Indonesia. His uh, George, that's his line. That's how he's uh, trying to put everything out. Um, Interesting. It's a robusto in size, so it's a little smaller. But as of right now, it's a very mild cigar, uh, medium. I will go with medium. Let's say medium. And as I take a puff, um, I will say I get in, uh, uh, light notes of caramel and uh, some hay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, so that with that being said, I have gone, when I was a young leader, a young leader, I went full fear, right? Full fear. <laughs> okay. So I had a, <clears throat> I had a subordinate. Actually, he worked for me when I worked under you, right? Okay. And I, I think I told you this story and we laughed about it in, in like in confidence and behind <laughs> closed doors. But this guy, I was sitting there watching him work uh, and I walked over to him because I was just watching him to see what he was doing because he, he was a troublemaker. And I kind of came over there and I was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like kind of aggressive. And he was, oh, you know, I'm doing this. And I was like, are you going to get this? And he's like, as soon as I get this done, I'm going to go outside and smoke. I was like, who the fuck told you you could have a fucking smoke break during this time? There is no smoke breaks during this period of time. We have shit to do and we're going to get this done. He stood up and he looked straight away from me, back towards me and said, um, Dice said that I could go smoke after I get this done. And I said, the fuck did you just say? And why the fuck are you not looking at me and treating me with respect that I want? Now, again, mind you, I was young. I was still learning. And he flipped around and he looked everywhere but at me. He looked all around me and said, "Uh, Dice said that I could go smoke right after I get this done. I was like, all right, fine. You know what? You, you at the time were over me. So I was like, fine. If the boss said you could go smoke after that, then obviously I'm not going to go against the boss. And I think I came and talked to you about this. And I was like, what the fuck do you think <laughs> is going on here? Yeah, I don't know if you remember that at all. I, I, I truly, I don't, but I don't know what the reason, reason behind that was. Maybe he was having a hard time. Maybe whatever the task was, was kicking his ass at the time. And sometimes you got to pull back and like, I don't, I don't want to say give someone a, a little trophy when they, they make small accomplishments. But if the guy was a fuck up and if that was the, the apple or the carrot to get him to accomplish the task, then I could see me doing that. But yeah, I don't remember it. That's funny though. Uh, yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you what well, I can, I can retell you this story whenever we, you know, with names after we got off the air we don't anybody listening we don't use names of people that we've done to protect the innocent and the guilty alike 
uh, but but I so you know I know that I went full fear and everybody hated me when I was young. Everybody hated me. I was voted by the subordinates the biggest <laughs> asshole in the section. That was and it was a it was a badge of honor for me. And as I've grown, I'm like you know there's no reason for me to be that much of an asshole and that feared when there's no need for it. Like. You know, I, I like to me, I'm like, I catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Same time, I need them to realize that I'm going to kick their ass if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's the type of fear that I like when, right. when I walk around and then you, you see all of a sudden people double checking to make sure that they have all their safety precautions in order, that they're double checking to make sure that they're following the guidelines that they're supposed to be doing, that they're making sure that all their ducks are in a row because they feared if it was not that they was going to get the hammer. And that's that's the fear I'm talking about. I like I want to see. I like to see. I want them to fear that if they're doing the wrong thing, that they're going to get the business. Right. And I would agree with that. I think I think we're I think we're we're saying the same thing. But you know, there's a um did you ever watch Transformers? I think it was the the second one. Not a sci-fi guy, sorry. All right, so so the in in this movie, there's a uh, I don't know, I forget the actor's name, but either way, he was he was the company he he ran a company, and each floor had a different color code to it, right? So there's there's a red floor, a green floor, an orange floor, that sort of stuff, and all the all the coffee mugs, all the paintings. All that stuff, like the staplers, were all color coded to the floor that they're supposed to be on, right? So in the movie, and, and most people who are listening, they may they may know exactly where I'm going with this. He he looks across and sees an uh, a red coffee mug on the yellow floor, and he calls the assistant and goes, "What the hell is a red coffee mug?" doing on the yellow floor it is an abomination and therefore an insult to me personally (laughs) and i cannot stand it fix it and like just hammers the guy for for like not not like for not following a color code right and then the guy you know the assistant comes by and throws it in the trash and it's like what are you thinking and the person like breaks down crying that had that you know individual mug or whatever and, and that's the kind of fear that I'm like, that's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy type of fear. Like, why would you, like, give two fucks? It's, too, it's small. I don't care. You know what I mean? But if there's an established guideline and there's a safety precaution and this is why you got it, there's a reason behind it other than, like, I'm color coding the floors, then that makes sense to me. Yes, fear should be there to say you're not doing the right thing. You fucking up. I'm gonna hold you accountable, like we've talked about in that in past episodes. But if it's just a dick being a dick for dick's sake, I don't see the I don't see the benefit of that. I don't see a benefit of that either. Because if if you're feared that much to where you're just being a dick for dick's sake and just just getting people all riled up just because of your presence, what happens in that scenario is they they hide stuff from you. Right. Like, I, oh, I I don't want him to find out, so I'm gonna hide this. I'm gonna hide it so, and then what happens is that uh, turns into a bigger problem in the long run. Right. So I, that, I can see that is a definitely an unhealthy dose of fear. And that's and that's why I, I, I kind of tend to le- lean more towards love because if they, if they love me, then 
then they'll go, hey, boss, I did, I messed up. Here's here's the issue, right? I, I messed up I, and I accept responsibility. I'm going to fix it. I can accept that. I can, I can get behind that and go, okay, I see. Yeah, you fucked up. You're going to get the business, but I still love you. And I don't, I'm, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Now go fix it. Now, you know, go fix it and do better in the future, right? Like you always, t- you always used to tell me, don't fucking apologize. Just fix it. Yeah. I don't no, care I, about your apologies. I just want you to fix it. Anybody that would care to listen, I mean, sorry is just a, a trait that I just don't, I, I don't like. You can be sorry all day long. Let's just move past the sorry because obviously it's already a, a problem. You, I know you're sorry. Let's move forward. What are we doing to resolve this situation? We can go with the boohoo sorries later, but right now we need to fix the problem at hand. Don't be sorry. Fix it. Yeah, I, I know. I always used to come to you and be like, hey, this happened. I'm, I really, I'm sorry. And you're like, don't be sorry. Fix it. And so then I learned after working with you for a while, I was like, hey, this happened. I'm doing this to fix it. I apologize for it being wrong. I'm taking responsibility. And and that was where you were like, okay, you're already fixing it. Thanks for apologizing and taking it, you know, taking responsibility for it because you're the leader and that's what you're supposed to do. And, and it ended up working out. And, and obviously now, I mean, you and me have a, a phenomenal relationship, like that transcends work in all reality. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we don't work together anymore. Uh, and, and we're still doing this podcast. So obviously our relationship is not crushed by the fact that you feared or I feared you or anything else. But there's definitely a, an ass, a healthy dose, dose of fear that needs to be put into people. And I was especially say the younger generation. I have seen the younger generation what, that is coming into the workforce. I got a story for you if you'd love to hear it. Oh, I know, please. please. I know share. you love story time. Come on, let's do it. All right. So here's, here's the situation. Two brand new people are out on a job with a seasoned person, right? Who's been there for probably, I don't know, two years, two and a half years at this point. They are watching the seasoned individual work (laughs) while they are on their cell phones and not contributing to the job being accomplished at all. Why walk up and I'm like, hey, what is going on? And they said, well, I don't know. I'm just a new guy. And I said, got it. I understand you're new and you may not know everything that's going on, but why are you not at least helping your your trainer accomplish this task? Like, why are you not learning everything? And they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and so, and I like, I went into irate mode almost because that I, I cannot stand when people tell me I don't know. It bugs the ever loving crap out of me. If you're telling me I don't know, then you did not do enough research or you are not good at your job. So then you will either tell me that you will find the answer and then come re- come tell me, or I will find somebody else to replace you. I don't have a problem. Find it, fix it, do it. Right. <laughs> um, and they said, they said, well, I don't know what you expect of me. I've only been on this job. I've only been here at this work center for like two months now. And I had to pull the trainer aside and tell him how he was messing up by not holding his people accountable. And then I told, and then I had to pull the new people aside and tell them how they were messing up and how they were going to fix it because being on their cell phone was obviously not doing them any bit of good. (laughs) Now see, 
your scenario you just shared, I want them to fear when they see me coming up. I want them to like, uh, dice is coming. Let's 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 do work because obviously we're not doing what we're supposed to. So next time that scenario happens in your situation, when you walk up, I guarantee you, you will have a different result. As I better have a different different result. Right, but if you was like laissez-faire or you was just, I, I love trees and the planet and you come walking up and be like, oh, okay, all right, this guys, this is what you should probably be doing, okay? I appreciate it if you could, you know, look forward. I want you guys to love me and then you walk away. You're not going to get that same reaction next time you show up. Right, and I would tend to agree with you for the, for the most part. Um there are certain instances where I've found that I've had to do that and I've asked that I've asked those questions and they're like well I'm on my cell phone because my wife is pregnant and she's having issues and I've I've learned like oh okay cool there's more going on than than obviously than what I know so maybe I need to just kind of hold you know hold my tongue a little bit and, and actually learn what's going on before I just start berating people mercilessly and telling them that they suck at life. Yeah, no, I'm gonna tell them they suck at life, and then later, after whatever is accomplished, then uh, what the fuck is going on? I got this and this going on at home. All right, next time, this is what we're gonna do. You're let me know, you talk to me, communicate, so I understand what is actually going on. Then maybe when I walk up, I won't have a different scenario in my head because when I walk up, I'm already thinking, as you pointed out, I'm already thinking the worst thinking you're a piece of shit and I'm I just I don't like it right and now now that you you're getting the business now I'm hearing some kind of to me it sounds like you're just trying to feed me some kind of excuse to justify your reason of fucking off right and and that's I think that's right where we differ because I'm like I I, I you know it now for all intents and purposes if I find out you're lying to me about whatever situation's going on I'm gonna come at you twice as hard. But if you're if if I come up and I say, What the hell is going on? and you're like, Oh yeah, I was on my phone because my wife is whatever or I have a XYZ situation going on, I'm a little bit more understanding until you give me a reason not to be understanding. Oh, you lie to me, you're dead. You're dead oh, yeah. to me. Yep. Agreed. I can't trust anything you say or do. And that sucks because even if you are telling me the truth after you lied to me, I don't I'm gonna lean towards you lying again. Yeah, if it's questionable, I'm gonna lean towards you lying. And once I find out you're lying, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So it's definitely one of those age-old questions. You know, do you want to be feared? Do you want to be loved as a leader? Uh, again, I ask: Is it too much to ask for both? I want to be feared and loved. I want to be feared to the point that they love. They fear how much they love me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I or they remember, love I how much they fear me. Either or. Yeah, I remember at times where uh, you know, well, I, I tend to lean towards fear. Um, there's times where we have to work overtime, or we have to work a weekend, or something like that. And I ask for volunteers. Majority of the time, everyone is going to volunteer. Be like, okay, yeah, for for you, we're going to do this. Right. And that that's where that love shows because, I mean, if they if they they feared me, they don't want to be around me. Be like, Man, fuck that guy. He's always yelling. He's always this. But when it came down to the brass tacks and I need something done, be like, okay, yeah, we got you. Right, and and I had the I had a a good scenario, well, a good uh, example of this 
the way it was set up for those who obviously who don't know, right? You guys are all listening and, and learning all this stuff. I worked under um, person Snuffy who worked under Dice. I worked under Dice directly eventually, but I, I had in the beginning I had another person that I was really under at that time, and you were over that individual. I hated that individual that I worked under at the beginning. And and we both, we've talked about it in, in many, many conversations that we've had since then <laughs> um, about how much I hate it. And the guy was not, he was just a dick to be a dick. Like He thought he was being funny, but he was being really just being a dick. And I, I, I hated him and he would come around and he'd yell and he'd say this, and he'd say that. And I was just like, dude, just get go away. I don't care. Go away. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Go away. You're not, you don't scare me because I know what I'm, I know that I'm doing the right thing and I know I got top cover because I'm doing the right thing, you know, but if you came around and I wasn't doing the right thing, I feared you more than him because after a while, the fear wore off. The fear from him wore off because I was never shown love from him. I, but you know, I was only ever shown fear. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I, I tend to be like, if you do, uh, you know, if you understand the fear, I can give you love. I can see that. As we debated, I can honestly, I can see that I, I was more both, but I definitely showed the fear more than the love. I definitely w wanted that sense of butt pucker sort of effect first and foremost. Yeah, and see, to me, like the way I viewed it when I was working under you was I got that butt pucker factor, so to speak, in the, in the very, very beginning. And the minute that I started to show promise and I, the minute I showed actual like initiative and talent for producing said widgets, it was I didn't care that you came around. I didn't have any fear when you came around. Because I didn't, like, again, I knew what I was supposed to be doing. There was clear, concise standards, and I knew that the standards were going to be upheld. The standards were the same, no matter if you were, if it was Monday or Friday, the standards were the fucking same. And and it was consistent, and I loved it. And it was really easy, because I was like, yeah, I, I, I was scared at the beginning, because I didn't know what I was doing. But as I grew, I was like, whatever, I don't... If Dice, does, if, if Dice doesn't show me love, I don't care. Like, I don't fear him because there's nothing to fear because I'm doing the right thing. And that's what I preach to a lot of people, even in any career field that I, I've, I've been in, is when, like, quality assurance or one of these QA guys or whatever come around to check someone's work. So I had people like, oh, no, here comes quality. Oh, my God. Like, why, why, are, you, why are you scared of quality? You're doing everything you're supposed to do. You have the drawings in front of you. You have the instructions in front of you. You have all your safety. Everything isn't in, in order. I don't understand why you fear this guy. Right. Oh, it's quality. Oh, he, all they do is try to nail you on something. Like, let them try. You got everything in order. We're, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. There's no reason to be scared. There's no reason to fear quality when they show up. There's no reason to fear your boss when you show up unless you're doing something you're not supposed to. And right. that's what I try to tell everyone every single time. And I would say it's important to instill that fear in the beginning where, you know, if the person is new and that's and that's where I that's where it's kind of a, a obviously it's a gray area, but if the person is brand new to the to the the job, I'm going to instill that fear 
that they're fucking up. If they fuck up, they're going to get the business. But if they're, if they transfer in, right, if they, if they've been doing the job for a while and they transfer in, they should have no reason to fear me because they should already know the, the, the processes and the procedures to do everything correctly. Cause the company that I work for should, should be the same, no matter where you go within this company the com the standards are the same now obviously there's bosses who are dicks there's bosses who are good there's bosses who are bad i get that aspect i'm not arguing that like I, you'll never hear me argue that there's there's only good bosses nope got it i'm a realist but if you do what you're supposed to do you should never fear me walking around asking asking questions I think this was a pretty good debate. Come full circle with it. Uh, it's best to be a little bit of both, maybe yep. more fear at the beginning. Yeah. And just kind of ease into it. But uh, so but, uh, I would love to get comments. Like, uh, would you rather be feared or love? Please uh, leave some comments. Let's find out. I'll put a survey up, put a poll. Let us know. Please, please let us know. I am super interested to see because every industry is different, right? So I want to know what people's comments are. If you are the boss that comes around and is all touchy-feely and in tune with your feelings, <laughs> uh, more power to you. That's not who I am, but more power to you. But um, let us know. I, I, I really am interested. This is something that's very interesting to me of love versus fear because I see it on, on so many different levels of, of people going, oh, yeah, I'd rather, you know, they... they come hard at the new guy or new guys or anybody in all aspects and i to me at a certain aspect i'm like i i really don't care they should they should do everything as long as they're doing jobs i don't care what they're doing <laughs> in all reality yeah i i think i think we've kind of come full circle i think it's definitely one of those things where it's instill that fear early and then you know ease up on it um you know, my my dad, uh, as a final thought for me, is my dad had a, a parenting strategy, which I have adopted, and I think it's a phenomenal parenting strategy. People will disagree with me, but whatever. But he told me this story when I was 13, 14, and he said, you know, he, he, said, he told me this story. He said, basically, um, one night it was storming really badly, and it was in the 1800s. And there was a, a guy who was a, basically a taxi between two two towns, and it was the it was really storming. And he was, the guy was the taxi was stopped, and an in in as an in on the middle road, right? So in between the two towns, there was an inn. The guy was stopped, and uh, another guy came up and said, "Hey, I have a, an important message to deliver. I need to get to the next town. I understand it's storming." but I'm told that you can get me there. And he said, okay, I'll let you, we, we will get there. So he gets in there and he gets in, he gets in this, this covered wagon and he pulls, it's pulled by two horses and the, the driver lets the horses go. And the guy is riding along, no, and he notices that the driver's not paying attention to the road whatsoever. Right, this is eighteen hundred. So you only have like a lamp on the on the on the wagon. There's no there's no headlights, right? Right. So he got, he's he was amazed that at the end of the at the end of the journey, they see the lights of the town and it's clear path and it's you know the storm's kind of over. And he goes, "Man, this is amazing. How did how did you get me here?" And he goes, "The horse feel the road with their feet." 
And he goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, I have trained, these horses are trained. All I've done is kept them from hitting the big rocks and kept them on the, the semi-smooth path. I'm not gonna protect them from every little bump in the road by, by trying to control them, but I'm gonna let them find the road with their feet. And after so much time, they, they can just feel the road with their feet and they'll sway back and forth as they see fit to get to where we need to go. They know the path that they need to walk. And so I let them feel the road with their feet. I don't have to be in charge. I've kept them from hitting the big the big rocks. And ever since then, they, they've just, they've gone along. And so that's the kind of strategy that I've, I've adopted in my leadership style and as well as in my parenting style. If I can keep people from hitting the big rocks, but don't protect them from the all the bumps and bruises that come along with the road, they're going to learn where the smooth path is with mm. their own feet, even in darkness, even in complete pitch black darkness. They're going to feel the road with their feet and they're going to go for the smooth path because they know what the bumpy path feels like. And so that's the way I, I kind of do with this, these, this leadership thing. I let the people feel the road and if they can find, they find the smooth path, then they're obviously on the right fucking track. <laughs> and I don't have to sit there and, and keep them on, keep a, a tight hold on the reins, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see how that scenario, I can see what you're talking about. Cause uh, I'm pretty sure at the beginning, the horses uh, were scared. Of course right. they, they don't know, but after a while the, the path has moved out, they kind of got a feel of the road as you, you were speaking. And then, you know, everything was smooth sailing from there on, but I'm pretty sure there was quite some fear at the beginning of that scenario. Right, of course, and 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 that's the thing, you know. It, it it comes from learning what the bumpy stuff feels like, and the repercussions and the fear led them to to hit. You know, they may have stumbled, they may have they may have uh, been like, ah, oh, this rock sucks. Like, I don't want to hit that rock anymore. But if I stay over to the left side, it's a smoother path. Or if I stay over to the right side, it's a bumpier path. Or what, you know, vice versa. And so that's where I'm like. Yes, fear is healthy, but at the same time, you know, if you can keep them from hitting the big rocks, they'll figure the road out for themselves. I can see that. But this has been a great sidebar. I would love to continue this discussion, this this um, debate uh, online. I'd love to see that poll, the results of that poll. So if you guys have um, input on this, please drop us a comment. Please participate in the poll that we put up. Um, I really want to know, is it better to be loved or is it better to be feared as a leader or a mixture of both? And, and I, I would say I'm listening to the debate of both sides. I would say it's uh, best to have a little bit of both. Um, you got to find that balance. I would agree. Everything, I believe, almost almost everything, because I'm a fat kid who loves cake and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but everything in moderation, right? So fear, healthy doses of fear in moderation, healthy doses of love in moderation, you know? All right. Well, this has uh, been a fun sidebar. I can't wait till we have another. And uh, I will share the results on another sidebar. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Uh, until next time, remember not to be that asshole who uh, just goes all fear. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, my son and son and duck and son... I probably said it wrong. Duck and Sun cigar is good, and it is a good cigar, but remember, there's no bad cigars. 
there's just better ones out there. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Leadership of the Leaf. The comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast their show, nor does it reflect any of our affiliates.